calling all tired girls. Are you an ambitious woman driven by her determination to succeed, exhausted yet inspired, and dedicated to personal growth? Tune in for your weekly motivational wake-up call with Anne-Marie and Amanda Lauren, where we chat all things mindset, wellness, and building a biz. Is this thing on? Oh, it is. It's on. Woo! Y'all, this week is a special week because it is the one-year anniversary of Tired Girls, Inc. Can you believe it? It's been a year, Anne-Marie. What the heck? Oh, my gosh. Time flies when you're having fun and trying to figure it all out. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, some days it feels like it slows down, but then you look a year from now, and here we are already a year into the podcast. We didn't want to celebrate our birthday in any other fashion other than fabulous, so we decided to bring on one of our favorite people that we just met recently, actually, (laughs) but her name is Christina McInnes, She is a self-made influencer and blogger from Portland. Now she lives in LA. She's the owner of KM Connect and the Bottle Blonde podcast, and she is a riot. So we are so excited for you guys to hear this beautiful, amazing, and hilarious packed message from our girl, Christy. So without further ado, TGI fam, let's welcome our girl, Christy. Coordinate TGI Fridays so that you guys can like oh my that would be really funny I don't even know if those are like around anymore but like you guys need to like and do like your intro or like something in there for an episode and just be like that'd be a very full circle moment that (laughs) would be why have we not thought about that Henry why have I don't know but this is that is so good (laughs) it is TGI Friday this is probably one of the reasons why we got connected so we could get this idea from you. Exactly. <laughs> this is it. That's how all of your intros are going to start. Now you're going to be like, coming yeah. from a TJI Fridays. Honestly, we need a brand deal with TJI Fridays. That is so fitting. It's comfort food, TJI. Yes. I'm here for that. Oh, I think that's oh great. I don't know if I've ever eaten one. Sorry, we real tangent right there, but I had to say it. No, that's hilarious. Hello. And risky. We have the Christy McKinnis here from TBB, the Bottle Blonde podcast. And you know what? This girl does everything. So we just wanted to give you a warm TGI welcome, Christy. Thank you so much. Thank you girls for having me. I'm so excited. And I am going to try real hard to not say, um, because I'm going to have to take a <laughs> shot anytime that I do that. You guys are going to have to count the ums and be like, you're going to oh be in a Oh my gosh. I can't do hey, it anymore. <laughs> girl, we are right there with you with the likes, the ums. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think podcasting and just being on a digital presence, it gives you more awareness to that. So just be you. You know, do you be you? But yes, girl, we're so excited to have you here, and honestly, just so impressed by everything that you do. And you're such a young, a young woman, ambitious woman, I should say. Um, and I know you shared with us a few weeks ago about everything that you've done, everything that you've been through, how you built your business. We just want to know more about your background, where you came from, how you built your business, how you built your podcast. And honestly, TGI, we're all about our journey to success. 
So we want to hear all about you and your journey to success. So I'll let you take the floor. All you girls. I'm excited. I know. I'm so excited to chat with you ladies. I feel like it's been so long. And so I'm pumped for us to be able to hang, have a yes. little time together. Um, but I'm Christina Catherine McGinnis, which is the longest Instagram handle known to man. Um, I have a <laughs> podcast called the Bottled Blonde pa- Podcast. We are over, we're about a year and a half old. So we are a little baby mini child. Um, and we talk booze, boys, business, and beauty. All the things that we love. We call them our four Cute. pillars. Mm -hmm. And I have a digital agency that's called KCM Connect, where we do SEO, SEM, um, social media management, logo, brand design. We're working on some really fun um, packaging right now for a full alcohol. So it's kind of like... Yeah, kind of crazy. We started out with a whole line of ciders for them doing all their design. And then now they're launching an entire seltzer line that's 14 seltzers. And then they have seven different alcohols. So as soon as that oh comes goodness. live, I'll holler at you guys. I say that because I, I was just like hammering out the designs before I like. Oh was my gosh. My mind. So are we going to be seeing your Christy. face? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are we going to be seeing your face on these um, seltzers? Because oh that God, would be so I know, cute. I don't see my face drinking them, but that's about it. No, they're very <laughs> like they're super funny. Each each like brand kind of section for the seltzers, the ciders, and the alcohol are all very different because they're three different wow. companies, but it's under one oh. like parent company. Okay, so it's kind of super fun. I'm like super excited. And I also am a content creator. So I've been blogging for three years now, actually almost four years, um, which is, I love, I think it's so much fun. I, blogging has actually taken a little bit of a backseat and more of like the content creator realm in the last little bit here has come in full force, but those are kind of my little, my little trifecta of the three things that I do. So the podcast agency, and then my personal brand and content creation. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. We, we knew you were busy and we heard you were busy. And so that was actually one of the questions we wanted to ask you about being an influencer, being entrepreneur, having your own podcast and a content creator. I mean, how do you find the time to balance all of what you do? What's really funny for me, and this will not probably work for everyone, but I've said this um, on my own podcast and people have been like, wow, that actually is super helpful. If Mm -hmm. you work for yourself, you get to design your own schedule. You get to design your life essentially. So I actually map out my Mondays are the only days that I record on. So I will not be recording any other days of the week, unless it's like a special circumstance. I really, really try not to. Um, and so any kind of like, we had a clubhouse that was today. So any kind of clubhouse, any kind of podcasts, um, it's super good for me to be able to like get that out of the way on Mondays. Cause I'm like fresh to the week. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Like I have the best energies on Mondays. And then on Tuesdays is all agency. So that'll be like, and today it, it pretty much ebbs and flows depending on when I'm recording um, and what's going on in the world. Like for example, with like the launch of Google stories, all of our clients are wanting to add Google stories. So we just had a meetings today strictly on Google stories for clients. So we literally had eight meetings. So it just Thanks, depends wow. on, and it, it just depends on kind of how, you like to do things. I'm a big 15 minute girl for meetings. If it's yeah. over 15 minutes, I don't exactly know why we're there. So yep. we got to go. Like, okay, hey, 
we got to go. So I try to hammer out all my meetings back to back too. Cause then I can always say, Hey, I got to wrap this up onto the next meeting. And so smart are great about um being a little rapid fire and they're like all right let's go we're hot to trot so normally mondays and tuesdays and then wednesdays i try to do anything content creation so making tiktoks reels um i'm going to be starting a youtube channel here so anything along the kind of video realm content creator realm is either on wednesdays and then i meet with my photographer on saturdays so that's kind of how how it goes thursdays fridays are pretty much miscellaneous i call that like the whole storm days because like (laughs) the the podcast launches on thursday and then someone yeah and yeah it's just kind of but those three days of the week i know that if i have to be like chaotic crazy thursday friday totally fine as long as my monday tuesday wednesday are solid and locked down mm-hmm that's a really good tip. Truly. And that's so awesome that you can just make whatever schedule you want, design your life. It's beautiful. And that's what a lot of our tired girls are looking for. So we'd love to hear the backstory of how you built this business and also how you built the podcast and your your new entrepreneurship goals like your YouTube. Okay, so we'll kind of go into a little subsector. So I started <laughs> yes. in content creator realm like five years ago. And I was actually Mm -hmm. blogging for a ton of different companies. I would go, I'd run their social media and I was like, Whoa, I'm actually kind of good at this. Like I love building other people's dreams and other people's companies and slowly, but surely it was me and a girlfriend sitting on my bed. Um, we had a bottle of wine and she's like, why don't you make your own blog? Why don't you do this for yourself? And I came up with all these reasons on why I couldn't do it. And I heard myself and she heard me and they kind of looked at each other and started laughing and was like, this was bullshit. I just came up with 15 reasons on like why I wasn't qualified for a position that like anyone could have. Like you literally just have to like, I call it hitting the button and just starting. So (laughs) I started my blog. Yeah, I started it right then. So I started it when I freshly turned 21. I am 24 now. So that's kind of how that realm started. And then just little by little, it's crazy how things change. Like I designed my whole blog by myself, everything. I Googled every single thing for literally years until now I have with the agency, I have my team manage my website, but that took so many years to be able to make that happen. And I would spend hours and hours and hours researching, YouTubing, and I never asked for help from anybody. That I think was probably the biggest thing that I needed to learn all of that stuff by myself before I ever asked for help because now I know so much about the of the back end of things. I think people want to ask for help or DM the blogger with a million followers and ask how she did it versus actually mm. take the time and be like, okay, I have, you know, three hours at night. I'm going to do research today and learn about SEO. I'm going to redesign this page of my website, like whatever that is. Um, you have to take the initiative and do it yourself. Like this isn't going to just fall in your lap. And I think a lot of people just expect the million followers to just like, I don't know, flood in their inbox or flood in their Instagram. That's just like, yeah. Not how it works. I think what people don't realize completely yet is that you have these goals, but you have to take action. You solely are responsible for, I mean, of course you get help along the way, but if you don't take action, you can't expect to 
you know, have a million followers the next day, you know, you built everything from the ground up yourself. Would you say looking back, like, would you have asked for help from anyone? To be honest, I wouldn't have changed my journey at all. I think Mm -hmm. I did that to like create resiliency in myself and like create the toughness of like messing up when your whole website goes down. Like Mm. I needed all of those moments to be able to now understand now working with the web team to understand all of the back end of everything that they do. They do so much more and so many things have changed in the last three years. But I think having that back end, I wouldn't have changed it and I wouldn't have asked for help. I think if you have the money to ask for help, hire it out. Because if someone specializes in an area, they will spend and they will know so much more. That's why you go to specialized surgeons or dentists. Like they studied that field. And with the podcast too, um, when I started that, I actually started with an agency and it was the worst decision Mm. I could have ever done. Um, Why? Because I, the person was not well-researched. He just brought on a whole bunch of podcasters and was doing all the editing. I was doing the most. And yet that was nothing that was in my contract. So it Mm. took me a while to actually learn exactly how to use all the equipment, how to do everything on my own. And then the moment that I did that, I was like, Hey, I'm dropping this and I'm doing it on my own because really a lot of times people like, they're like, okay, for podcasting, I want to sign with an agency. I want to yada, 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 whatever that is. But you have to learn. I think again, you have to learn it on your own. It's a totally Mm -hmm. new business. It's a totally new platform too. And so many different people that you're trying to cater to, And, you know, little things like we were joking about, like how many times we say, um, and like, like you have to be able to kind of listen to that and then also tweak it. So I think that that really helped me to start out with someone and then slowly pivot. And I think within six months I was on my own because I just, I know for like myself that I can do it. I know that I can do it better than probably the other person. Once I notice there's like. I don't know, you're working with someone, whether it's in business or a relationship or whatever that is, when you start to notice that person is like constantly not you know, on schedule, constantly publishing late, constantly, essentially you don't trust them. Once mm-hmm. you've broken that trust in any relationship, you can't really move back from there. Um, yeah. so I know that about myself. I'll give people a certain amount of tries and then I will just be like, no, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. that's been something that I've had to learn is like the proper time when to walk away. Um, so I really, I appreciate that time that was spent with that agency, but I realized all of the things I would change doing, you know, moving forward. So now I've been Mm -hmm. on it ever since, and it's been so much fun. I've loved it. I've recorded with crazy people that I would have never thought in a million years I've ever would have chatted with or had relationships with like a lot of people who I'm like, on their podcast or they're on mine, we end up like literally chatting for hours and hours and hours, texting each other, dropping Amazon links. Like it's crazy. Yeah. You end up, you end up That's becoming so fun. friends with people. Mm-hmm. It truly is. I think podcasting is another way to just connect with more people. And that's why we're so thankful to have you on our show because we have been wanting to, um, you know, collaborate more. And so this is just like, been a, a nice little treat for us. I'm, I'm loving this. This is so fun. And too, it's funny. You end up just chatting with people like you would at a kitchen table or right. like out dinner. It's really like no different at all, which I love. Um, and there's just such like a more personal aspect to podcasting versus 
maybe like a blog post or something that's a little bit more removed, you get to hear like the person's tone of voice and how they say things or like their kind of sense of humor and jokes. Yeah. So that's why I don't think I'll ever stop podcasting. No matter where it goes, I get so much like joy out of chatting with people. I'm a naturally very chatty so like, I just, we love uh, it. Yeah. I love chatting with people and collaborating. It's been so fun. So that's kind of just a little bit about backstory of podcasting. And then the agency, I'll try to make this short since I've really like gone into all the things. Uh, the agency I started, uh, January, 2020. So it's a little over oh. a year old and mm-hmm. the first three months of the agency, I had closed a business and then, uh, graduated and then opened this business all in the same month. So, and during the pandemic. Yeah. So it, right, it all y'all. It was right before pandemic. So January Ooh. and first three months I had like two clients. I had one or two clients and my parents were charging me rent. And it was like $600. And this is like a thousand dollar a month client. And I literally was like, wow, $400. I am freaking bawling. (laughs) And I shortly realized there was no way in hell after graduating that I was going to live on a thousand dollars a month. So Mm -hmm. I buckled down and no joke, probably for nine to 10 months, I did not not work a day. I worked every single day, including my birthday. So I just Mm -hmm. worked through every single day and hustled. And by the end of the year, we'd, we'd had in 2020 over a hundred clients and almost wow. all of them. Were- when I tell you my mouth is dropping people, what? It just, a hundred. What's wild to me too, is the fact that we did no marketing really up until the end of 2020. So this no. is all referral-based. Oh, so it was through referrals? Yeah. Okay. So whether it That's was through Instagram or someone knew someone who forwarded them over to us. So it's been really, really crazy to see the growth. And also now into 2021, how much more selective I get to be with the people that we work with. Now I have a whole like approval process before we ever let anyone in. I go on like a 15 minute exploratory phone call, um, where I decide if they're a good fit or not. And I've turned probably 20 to 30 people away saying, this is not going to be a good fit for me. Because Good either my you. threshold, how you talk, like mm-hmm. I majorly, like, oh, our team is mostly women. And I have just like really been able to tell whether something's going to be a good fit or it's not. Very, mm-hmm. really, you know, with a lot of things. And I think people don't yeah. gut enough, gut, gut enough that <laughs> if something is going to be good or bad. And so yeah. my intuition after whether it's a client or maybe after a podcast or phone call, whatever it is, I always gut check myself and I'll mm. see, gut okay, what, is this a good fit? Is this driving me towards my goals or is this pivoting me away from them? And if, if that person is not a f- yes, a hundred percent, it's a no, mm. that that yeah we saw um another one of our entrepreneurial girlfriends she posted something and said if it's not a hell yes then it's a hell no yeah we always say that your body is a great indicator telling you what's right and what's not and that's Mm -hmm. the whole the whole thing the gut check like you can feel it in your soul when it's a hell no (laughs) and you have to trust yourself like you said enough to know that okay maybe i should say no and move on you know Mm -hmm. That's the other part too, though, is like being able to say no. 
I mean, for example, for myself, I'm a people pleaser. So a lot of times I would always find myself in situations that really were weighing me down because I would say yes to things when I really didn't want to say yes, but I, I was so afraid of letting the other person down. So that's really cool that in your experience with having your own business and then having the experience with the podcast agency, like you really learn to tap into your discernment and just like know when it's time to let it go just like sorry look back <laughs> you could be so I remember and that doesn't mean that your excitement for something should die I like was mm-hmm. really hard on myself I signed with a podcast agency and that didn't work out you know I closed a business and then I signed with another talent agency for all my influencer stuff and that didn't work out I had this moment where I was like straight up having panic attacks being like what my judgment is off. I can't believe I was so excited for all of these things. And it's even like relationships just Mm -hmm. because it didn't work out. Doesn't mean that that wasn't like a pivotal moment in your life. I think that a lot of times people think just because something ends that it's this awful, horrible experience. They should have all these like negative connotations about what that was supposed to look like or what that was supposed to be. As long as you learned something from it, as long as you're different after that experience or your mindset's different or your goals are different, or you see what you would have done next time, it was a good thing to happen. I think about that all of relationships. I always have said that sometimes people are pages. If they're lucky, they're chapters. And if they're forever, Mm -hmm. they make it through the whole book. And there aren't a lot of people who are meant to go through your entire book. There's very few people. And a Mm -hmm. lot of times people are just there for maybe a chapter or a few pages. And that gets to be cool because they're, at least they're a part of the book. They were meant to be there for something. Yeah. Aww, True. I so think a lot, that is sweet. And I think a lot of time people get tied to the outcomes of things and that's what makes it so hard to let go, you know, but we always talk about the art of letting go. It's a, it's a beautiful thing and surrender is really difficult, but on the other side of it is there's so much beauty and so much learning, like you said, um, and it really applies to every single sector in your life. But yeah, thank you so much for sharing that because that's a huge piece in every single part of our lives, relationships, jobs, all the above. Yeah, you have to know when to pivot. And to when to just know when something isn't good for you. Like even yeah. relationships, guys in college, whatever it was, I wish oh, yeah. I would have just said to myself, looking back, the one thing that I wish I would have done is just realized when something wasn't good. Mm -hmm. And you can write that down. Like we talked about gut checking, literally make a pro con list. If your cons, if you have more than a few cons, it's a no, there's just no way. But I also have to say, you have to be really self-aware to do that as well, because even, Mm -hmm. okay, let's be working out. You just were like, Hey, I just came from a workout. You could have easily told yourself that 15 minutes, you could have turned on housewives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So those those certain things like gut checking is important, but then the self-awareness aspect too, if you don't have that, you're screwed. Yeah. Oh yeah. We always say that too. Like self-awareness is like the first step, you know? And then I think to take it a step further, you have to be honest with yourself. I I'm so guilty of this. I'm literally (laughs) like putting myself out there, but seriously, it's like, how many times have I gone through something, just allowing something that I know that isn't good for me to continue 
through over and over and over again until finally I just come to a breaking point and then it just like crashes and burns. That's not the way that I want to end things or like move on. I think that comes with just being more confident and trusting my intuition and also just being really honest with myself, asking myself the the hard questions like, is this what I really want or am I just trying to make the other person happy or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Do you want to know it's really helpful? My, me and my boyfriend do this, but I've actually started doing it with myself. We okay. have scheduled every month, 10 to 15 minute check-in. So that's Ooh. like where you're at in the relationship, where it's going, where you're at with yourself, where you're at with your job. And when you have to think about that every month, And you have that 10 minutes to go, you know what, this project is actually like super draining and I hate doing it and I can't wait till it's over. You know, you don't want to do that again. Mm -hmm. Or with the person you're dating and you're like, hey, you know, you throwing your socks right next to the laundry hamper is straight up driving me up a wall. Like we got to figure out, do we need a bigger hamper or you need some less socks? What's happening here? Little (laughs) things like that. Like you'd be surprised in having those with yourself or who you're dating or even your business partner or friends. Those like check-ins help. I feel like could totally help you to be like, okay, you're having like a conversation with yourself being like, Hey girl, where are we? Where are we with our goals? What's happening? Have I had a really good month? Have I had a really bad month? Why is that? So like, I'm actually a really intuitive person. It sounds like you are too. I feel like this is even worse because it's like, I know these things, right? Like I sit with myself every single day, but I just choose to ignore, ignore because I guess it's like avoiding something. And so what would be your advice for taking action? Because like I said earlier, it's like the first step to have the awareness, but then actually doing something about it, you know, so do you have any tips for that? I do because I am the ex- I will be the exact same way if I don't force myself to do this. So okay. actually every day I have like a list of things I have to do like one that's like personal, private, whatever. And I'll look at that list and I'll, you know, which one you're dreading. It's the big yes. bad one that you're going to push off to the to the end of the day. And you're like, I don't want to do it. Yep. It's, it's going to be awful. I'm not doing this. Maybe I'll push it off till tomorrow. That is the one I do first because okay. after I do that, instead of dreading what that entire situation is going to look like for the rest of the day, I, I will sit there and I will think about it on my walk and I will do this and I'll be like, oh, I really need to do that. I really need to do that. It will literally not happen. So I have to look at it. Maybe it's a tough conversation. Like I've had to let people go and I like, look at that and I don't want to do it, but then I know, you know what, that's going to be scheduled at 8 a.m. Because if I don't do it right, then the rest of my day is going to be. Yeah. And you'll be ruminating about that all day. And it's better to just get it out of the way because then you're a free woman. Yeah. Exactly. So good after you do it. I remember Mm -hmm. I, had to, uh, this thing that always in my mind takes me so long to do. And I was putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And m- me and my boyfriend are really good at like kind of gut checking each other. And he's like, you're putting it off. And I was like, you're right. And so I was like, all right, I gotta go do it. Why are you calling then, me out like that? Why are you calling me out like that? I didn't want to do it. And he's like, I know. So you just have to straight up. And there are some things that like, okay, that are tougher conversations, like maybe a breakup or maybe, you know, you've had a fight with your mom or whatever that is. I also think it's okay to give yourself a little bit of grace unless you're avoiding it. Like it's mm-hmm. okay sometimes if you go, okay, so that is the thing that I need to do. And that's going to take me two hours. And I really don't have two hours this morning. And you can either start it or you can wait until you've got that two hours. So I time block my entire day. I like live and breathe by a Google calendar. And today my laundry 
oh my god atrocious i have a picture i will send you guys that i lived in a hoarder's house except for all the stuff is from nordstrom so i just like looked at the pile and was like i don't want to put this away but i scheduled time in my day-to-day to do it and i feel so much better yet that pile of clothes was staring at me for a week and a half so it's, yeah, it's just about like putting it in your calendar too and make it as like a meeting for yourself Mm, I like so right. that. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I just want to point out for our listeners, I think it's really important to just note that I think one of the reasons why you're so successful, Christy, is because you do the tough things first, like you do, you take action, even even when you don't want to. And I really think that that is the differentiating factor between like being successful and maybe falling behind. And yeah. so that's goals right there. Thank you. You You show up. Up is what we have a say. really long time to get there. And the more that you do it, it's so much easier. You know, it's like right after you haven't worked out in a long time and you go for a workout and you're like, damn, that wasn't as bad as I like, I, I mocked it up to be, or, you know, like eating a little healthier, like those kind of little things seem like they're so big in the moment. And then you realize too, like, I feel like I've had those moments throughout my life where I've been able to walk away from a situation or been able to push through something. And I think a lot of times people think like, especially content creator world or entrepreneurship or whatever that is, that it's like this very glamorized version of what something is. And it is so not, it is the people who have to do the really mundane that you don't really want to do every day, but you do it like, Mm -hmm. and I think that's not talked about enough. It's a lot of mundane busy work tasks that have to get done, but you've got to drink some damn coffee, open your email, get back <laughs> to all of them and time block the shit out of it. And if you need yeah. to you get away with murder, cause that is currently right behind me <laughs> and just go, dead. Go do the damn thing. Yes. yes. That's what tired girls do. Yeah. You're us girl. You're a true tired girl. <laughs> We're ambitious. We get That's so awesome. And the thing is, you're also just super intentional about it, you know? Um, And that's what we try to do here. So Anne-Marie and I are definitely taking notes about that whole check-in process. We're really, Mm -hmm. yeah, taking notes. (laughs) We typically do that. This year, we've been implementing just being accountability buddies is what we like to say. Um, But I really like the aspect that you talk about just checking in for everything. Like, where are we at? Could we do better? How are you feeling? Asking those simple questions. I even do that for launches. So I've had a lot of friends that's like, oh, I've been talking about this business or talking about this product or talking about this thing. And you know that friend that just like talks and talks and talks and doesn't really move. And everyone's got that one friend. And so the other day I was on the phone with my friend and in the middle of our conversation, she's like, I just got a Google calendar invite from you. And I was like, you did because you're launching that thing in three weeks. And I was like, wow. so, and you kind of have to do that with yourself. If you notice yourself, yeah. I, I call it possum land when you're like ripping around, like in this world of abyss being like, oh, this thing and that thing and all these things. When you go full possum, you got to set a deadline. Wow. <laughs> so you'll, you'll get into it. And she was, and then lo and behold, it was like, she just needed someone to be like, what the f- are you doing? Stop talking about it. Get moving. And sometimes you have to be that for yourself. For me, I don't have, I am my own setter. So I have to realize if I haven't set something like that's when I'm like, okay, for a new client or whatever that is, I'm like, all right, two weeks launch day. 
and everyone knows on the team when a launch is because you want people to move towards deadlines and also feel like empowered like damn we killed that like we got that done we worked for that product and if you've got to push it out that's fine but having that like okay I feel motivated to like do the damn thing I think helps a lot how good does it feel once you get that task done you know you have all you take aligned action to get there and then you get her done and you feel like a million bucks that in itself is worth it and I think when you're on that journey of trying to accomplish a goal I know it's hard to look at the outcome because it may seem far away, but also look at it as motivation. But yeah, girl, you be doing all the things and mm-hmm. you're just truly impressed. But she hasn't showered today. <laughs> but you know what? It be like that sometimes. Um, you do. In order to have your own business, you have to be a good leader for yourself. But then now you've like kind of scaled up to where you can have your own teams. I love that you have this passion for empowering your team to make it make them feel like they're part of something and that they helped you, you know, achieve a goal. So like that, that's just super admirable, because there's something to be said about being a good leader that cheers on the people that are working for you and you know being a good leader for them so I was just curious like do you have anyone that you look up to I would say I think it's very interesting I've had this conversation with a lot of people whether or not like our traits are like when you're born either they're given to you or they're learned by your environment I personally think it's a mix and I was raised in a very entrepreneurial household my dad Mm sold businesses, made businesses. My mom was supporting him, gut checking him. Like I noticed, and I had someone on my podcast who had me actually write down all of my parents' traits and whether I was exactly like them or the opposite. You guys should do it. It is the most interesting thing because you'll figure out why you're certain ways. And it's because of your parents or whoever raised you who instilled that in you. Um, so for me, my dad was, my dad and my mom were huge at doing that. I learned a lot of the entrepreneurial aspects from my dad because he had multiple businesses. He has 13 right now. So the way that you're lying, 13 (laughs) businesses. Okay. It all makes sense why you are the way you are. It's amazing. It's hereditary. He's Mm -hmm. very, we're so alike, but it's funny. I'll notice him do certain things and I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, it's funny to have someone who's very, um, he's super goal orientated. He's super money orientated. So I am too. Um, and I've noticed that over the years, but it's also really, really good to see where your parents' downfalls are and be like, okay, people say all the time, I don't want to be like my parents, yada, yada, yada. But if you actually look at, okay, what do they actually do? That's really good and really bad. And then you figure out in yourself, okay, from a third party standpoint, how could they fix these things? And you can kind of like self-therapy yourself Mm -hmm. because I've been able to do that. Um, and be like, okay, so my dad does this certain thing and I don't really, I don't like this. I want to make it in this sense. So it's good for me to see that. I think it's also very interesting that like, I haven't necessarily ever had a mentor besides him, but I think I gain inspiration from not wanting to be average. I've never Mm -hmm. wanted to be average. I've never wanted to, I've always, I've always wanted and known that I was like destined for more. And I don't want to live the average life. The average life in America is like overweight, depressed, mediocre job, like And people are probably going to get pissed at me for saying this. And I don't really care. I don't want to be average. I don't want to be 
average quota of what the United States or whoever thinks like that is my version. And statistically, if you look at all of that, that is what the average person in America is like, I don't want to be that. Like I want to live an extraordinary life. And I think my biggest fear is not reaching my own potential. Mm, Wow. That's really, that's really key. Yeah. And I think that we're so, cause you're in California, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you start, you, did you grow up in Portland? I did. Yeah. I, I, grew okay. up, I grew up in Portland, Oregon. And what was funny is I knew that I was not destined to live there. I just okay. knew from like growing yeah. up, I never felt like when I go home, I feel like I'm at home, but the city yeah. never felt like home to me. I would Mm -hmm. go other places like big cities. Like I've always had a huge attraction to New York and a huge attraction to LA because they're big cities and they're full of creative. Like it's just, that's always how I've been. And I've always loved being the small fish in a big pond because you have room to grow when you're at the top, you have nowhere to go. So that's always been like a big motivator to know that I am a small fish and there's a lot of more swimming that I can, and there's a lot more that I want to attain than just what I'm doing right now. I think, Mm -hmm. but it's funny, you know, you look back at your life and your past self, like I literally talked about doing everything that I was doing years ago, years ago. And like, if you guys are into like manifestation things, I now live a year ago. So right before pandemic hit, right when I started my business, I came and I podcasted in LA and did a podcast tour with like eight or nine people in one weekend. And it was super fun. And I was with my girlfriend and we were at this hotel that we got randomly invited to this podcast party. And it was with the girls from the bachelor, Cassie and, um, oh my gosh. Gosh, Michelle. No and we were three blocks away from where my apartment is now. And I said, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm literally making a thousand dollars a month right now, but I will live here. And now you spoke like, it into existence. How powerful. Wow. And so it's crazy how that stuff happens. Like I, yesterday I was at brunch with a girlfriend and she, uh, there's this huge celebrity stylist. I can't say who it is but she did, um, something with her and she's like, she would never work with me full time, like all this stuff. And I was just like, bull and she's super talented and we're sitting there and we start talking about it. And no joke. I get a text from her last night that that celebrity huge, you think of like the biggest names she's styling them right now. And she gets a text from her saying she wants her to work on a project this week. Like if that's not like chills, and she's like never spoken to her. Like that's what they, I was about to ask. Have they ever had any conversation? Out it, of the blue? Out of the blue. Oh wow. So if Ooh. that's not some sort of like crazy ass divine intervention, no matter what you believe, I think the power of manifestation, if you're not convincing the world, you're convincing yourself it's gonna happen. Christy mm-hmm. is a manifestation fairy. I, I honestly, I swear to God, I've said it. I've said things that I never thought would ever come true. And I just repeated them over and over and wow. over. It's because it's just what you said. If you're not convincing the world, you're convincing yourself. And when you say those things over and over again, you're rewiring your brain to believe it. And then you start taking actions because you start to believe it, you know? Yeah, and then when you're like, 
I'm not asked or I'm going to make this much money or I'm going to whatever, whatever it is, I swear to God, trick your mind thinking you are Haley Baldwin or Gigi Hadid or whoever the hell you want to be literally every morning, like morning Gigi, like I don't care what you have to do, like go in and just chat with yourself like you would if you were, if you already had that job, if you already mm-hmm. lived in that apartment, if you already made that hundred K or whatever money goal that is. I think if you start acting like that, and that's why I tell people, even with their, like their brands, why branding is so important, start acting like you've already sold the company. Like if you started your company, like you were going to sell it for a hundred million dollars or whatever it is that you want to do, start acting like it because you walk different and you talk different. And the way you speak about things is different because you've, you have confidence in what you're doing Whether confidence sometimes, but, but I feel like I would rather be the most blind, confident, happy bitch who is chatting with herself. <laughs> like she is Haley Baldwin than oh, yeah. who is sad and not confident with their lives and off. And not to say that I don't have my moments because I totally do, but I notice the more I do that. I am the most joyful, happy, jolly bitch in the morning. <laughs> I love that. I hollered. That is hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's so powerful. Yeah. I mean, and that's to say too, like your mind is so powerful. So if you are saying negative things to yourself over and over and over again, then that is going to become your reality, you know? So that's super important. Mm-hmm. Do you have any like, uh, meditations that you do or do you like have you ever done like a vision board or anything like that yeah I actually so I two people I worked with um Sarah Centrella she's super awesome she's like now working with Pinterest to create some additions to their platform and I went to one of her workshops and and friends with her she had amazing books. If you ever want to create like a really badass vision board, I'll have to like hook you up with one of her books or something. Cause they are okay. so good. Um, and then I just had on my podcast, Mimi Bachard and she has a platform and depends like for me at first, I'm going to be so honest. I was like, I don't really know if this is for me. I signed up cause she was coming on my show and I am in love with it. She has yes. walking meditations, running meditations. What's funny is you feel very empowered there. She has some that are for sleep and I've done a lot of them off of YouTube. That's why I didn't know like, Oh, I always like to like mix up who's talking to me, but no, I love her platform. I think it's like $15 a month and super awesome just to be able to, to like, she has ones that are about money. One about eating, one about self-worth things that are actually pertaining like to your life or where you're at. I think Mm -hmm. that helps a ton. I also think that besides like meditation, like having something that you're super proud of, or you look forward to every night that you feel like is like benefiting you right now, swear to God, that thing for me is this zit zapper on Amazon. And I can't wait to whip that bad boy out every night because it is so good. Once you get it, I thought you were going to say how to get away with murder, but you shocked me. Oh no, it's funny. I will walk, like I will have these shows in the background for like the entire day. And I can't tell you how I can recap them because I'm constantly working, but mm-hmm. someone will walk in and be like, what's happening. And I'll just like spew off things. And they're like, you weren't even listening. And I'm like, 
always listening. <laughs> but Dang, girl. <laughs> my mom used to call me, this was her nickname for me. She called me a little wheeze because I was the weasel of the household who knew everyone's business, no matter what area of the house I was in. I could have been locked in a closet and told you what my mom said, you know, freaking other That's side of the house. hilarious. Do you have siblings? I do. I have a brother. Oh, I think you told us that last time, I think. But yeah, that's so funny. We're both so impressed by your fabulous story. Like it literally just the word that I think of when I think of your story is really fabulous, you know, and um, it's fabulous, just so cool. cool. It's just so cool how you were able to like really figure out what you were good at and what you felt passionate about and then turn it into all these different businesses and it pretty much like grew overnight for me what's crazy too is I feel like everything I did up until this point was me working on these businesses Mm -hmm. and that's funny that like I always wanted to interview people and I started doing that in blogging and I blogged for all these other peoples and worked at magazines and did all of these things ahead of time that were stepping stones for like what I'm doing now So it's, it's crazy to me that, you know, for Instagram, I didn't start taking it seriously for the past four until the past four or five years, but I've been doing it for so long for so many people Mm -hmm. that it feels like I've been doing it for freaking nine now. So it's just, it's crazy how you can think that it may have happened overnight when it's like, really, it's, it's taken years to like, just get to, to learn that thing. And things are always changing. And I think that that's, what's so great about a business is you get really humbled, like Mm -hmm. of all the things you don't know, which is great. That's like an awesome place to be because again, if you're at the top, where are you going? You're on the slide. Does it say stay humble behind you? I think it does. Yes, it does. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Stay humble. Did you plan that? No, I did not. (laughs) But it's funny, but I, I literally got these off of Amazon when I thought I was going to move to New York and there's straight up one that says like New York with the New York skyline and I'm <laughs> literally manifesting that I'm getting an apartment there one day. Have yeah, one that's in, your um, next step. One in play. Heck yes. Yes. Girl. That's amazing. amazing. What are you what guys thing? working on? Do you guys, have, do you guys have anything fun in the works for this year? We oh, have yeah. all the things. There's actually a lot happening. We are very excited about projects that we're working on um yes, but, but stay girl, tuned yeah stay <laughs> tuned thank you so much for sharing your wealth of knowledge I feel like that was a whole entire TED talk that I need to keep in my mind forever you know um for that I was dying to ask this because we we think you're a really fun person and I think our listeners can just tell how much fun you have. So what's like the most fun thing about being an entrepreneur for you? If you had to say, I'm sure there's a lot, but I couldn't imagine my life being any different. I could not Mm -hmm. imagine that. And I think that for, I think the most fun thing, I mean, we all love free. Who doesn't love free? (laughs) There's a point when you get enough free where you're just kind of like, all right, unless it's something that I'm really excited and passionate about for me, it's about being able to design my own life. Like I want to be able to have the life that I designed, not one that was destined for me. Like I'm creating it. I don't want to have this idea or this relationship or friendships that are already pre-designed for me. So I think Mm -hmm. that's the funnest part is designing what I want my life to look like. Where do I want to live? Who do I want to hang out? Who do I want to be friends with? Who Who do I want in my circle? What do I want my apartment to look like? 
me having the ability to design my life and where I'm at, I think is the funnest thing of, of everything because yeah. you're not living by anyone else's rules or standards. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a, what people get really hung up on currently is everyone has this idea of what successful is, but it's very different to everyone. It's just like how mm-hmm. love is very different to everyone. And I think for me, wanting to be successful in my own eyes is more important than ever wanting to be successful in someone else's eyes. Mm. Um, so I think having like the ability to create that, create, create a drive for me, because I always, I know that I am the one setting the mark. No one else is setting it for me. So if I can hit that, it's because I did it. Not because someone mm-hmm. else told me I needed to, to be successful, not because there was a movie that looked like that, or she was doing that or whatever it was. It was just the fact that like, I got to do it for me and for nobody else. So powerful. You live by your own vision, you know, and you don't have anyone telling you to live a certain way or like work at these hours. I mean, you make your own schedule. That's amazing. Um, And you kind of just know what works for you. And I feel like you're able to live your best life because you're doing what you want to do, you know, at the end of the day. When you want. Yeah. Yeah. And you it's have like, the autonomy over your whole entire life. Yeah. You get to decide like, do I want to, but then too, it's like, you can work 24 seven and that's what people, the work addicts in the world are like, holla. But like, if you know, you can also work all the time or it's, you know, 11 o'clock, you can go grab coffee with a girlfriend. It's just really about the balance and like how you want things to look for you. Yes. That's so cool. We just came back full circle because I think that was the first question that we asked you. Every single week we give our tired girls community a motivational wake up call. We call it our weekly wake up call. So if you had to give our tired girls a wake up call in one sentence, what would it be? Ooh, that's so good. Good. Okay. I would say forget everybody else's expectations of you and create your own. And that's how it's done. done. We love it. Forget (laughs) the expectations. That was so clean. It's funny. Like when I started doing everything, no one was supportive of me. Like everyone was very like, especially like my family had no idea what I was doing. They were like, what are you doing? Why are you posting these pictures? You know, what is this podcast? Why are you doing this? Why are you starting this business? This isn't going to work out. So if you listen to everyone else around you, they haven't done the thing. So why would you go Mm -hmm. to them? You know, would you go to a surgeon, you know, asking about how to style this outfit? Probably not. So why would you be going to your parents who haven't made these businesses or friends who haven't made these businesses? Um, So I think that that would probably be like my best, that would be my best tip. I'm just laughing because I'm hollering that was I know I'm not even laughing (laughs) I'm literally crying laughing oh I had to take a deep breath right there because that was a hilarious conversation but you know what Christy is so fabulous and she's just a boss at everything she does but she Mm -hmm. knows how to have fun And so we're just so excited that she was able to come on to our show and share all these 
Yeah, all these bombs. Yeah, all these insights. Just like that. Yep. She's hilarious. And like always, if you had a fun time with us, please leave us a review. We would highly appreciate it. And we just want to know what you liked about this episode. And if you want to keep up with more positive, uplifting, and fun inspo, visit us at Tired Girls Inc. Until the next time, ladies. Peace out. Rock on. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.